Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host. And today we're going to talk about The Fly 2, The Flyening. And they go hard on the fact that this is The Fly 2, by the way. Opening logo, flies buzzing, fucking flies in this place. It's a fly fishing lure at some point in time. There's a lot of fly stuff. It's a fly on a bowl later. Um, so the main character is Eric Stoltz. He gets just about the same amount of shit on his face as he did a mask. His love interest, because you always got to have one of those, is the princess from Spaceballs. So that's kind of fun. Her name's Bridget. And then, like, the head security guy of the lab that we'll get into, he is probably in a lot of things, but the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is he is the, the head cop in Freddy vs. Jason. He's like the new dickhead for this movie, even though the original dickhead is in this movie still. So, this is like a fun, bad monster movie version of The Fly, and I wish they would have went in a different way with the beginning of the movie, um, and they did something stupid, in my opinion, in the beginning of the movie, but nobody else cares except me but their realization of the fly monster is uh it's a pretty fun one i like what they did with it it's not as good as the first one by any stretch of the imagination the practical effects are pretty good the problem is not a lot of stuff happens because i think all the money was into the practical effects but once that shit starts happening it's fun just like in the original once that started happening it was way more fun just lower quality all right so if you like the first one you might as well watch this one it ends out the story so, in the beginning, we see that it is not the chick that he found at the bar whose baby this is. It's Ronnie's kid. Now, I don't know why dickhead editor guy didn't take her to another regular doctor and get that baby, like, gone. He calls Bartok the dude. It's the the company that is funding that was funding Seth's research. She dies in childbirth, and it's not Gina Davis, because... Why, it's just make it the bimbo from the bar. If you can't get Gina Davis, you might as well have just made it the bimbo from the bar. Because everything else in this movie fits. And Dickhead's in this movie for, like, literally no reason. He's here in the beginning, he's in a tape, and then we get to see him again later. And it's, like, literally for no fuck. It's for him to be an asshole. That's about it. So, a pupa comes out of her space, and and then there's a baby inside of it. And I'm like, it should have just been a baby and she died in child's, childbirth. No pupa. And I'll explain why that's dumb later later but anyway we're at a board meeting and dr janeway is second in command and bartok tells her what to do and she tells everybody else what to do and she gets to watch over martin because they decided to name seth's kid martin and at 11 months he looks like a toddler uh he has some dormant chromosomes that need to express themselves but we gotta wait until way later for that he's like a super genius he's smarter than seth he's got a photographic memory and he consumes information and he doesn't sleep ever and then we cut to his cocky 10 year old times when he's three years old uh janeway is a a bitch during they give him regular shots because of his accelerated growth and uh she's an asshole the whole time for no reason he barely he's barely fidgeting and she's acting like he's like waving his arms in the air and shit but he gets annoyed with this so he he gets the idea to duplicate the other doctor's key card because he wants to go into zone four and he has this like helmet on that he built that i think is supposed to like resemble a fly but it, it it doesn't but he built it apparently and so he gets into zone four and some guy wheels a cart with a bunch of flies in a box and he puts his hand up against the box and all the flies fly to where his hand is and he leaves and when the guy comes back all of the flies are still where his hand was if that was true, this side note, if that was true, um, later, he would not be able to go outside ever. Or he would just be a fly magnet. So, I don't know why they put that in there. I don't know why they care about flies so much. 
I mean, I do, but I don't at the same time. So then he goes and finds a dog, a test dog, and he becomes friends with it. Uh, the next day, he smuggled out some food for the dog, but unfortunately it's the dog's test day, and the test is the telepods. And I'm not going to lie, it's arguably better than the first baboon, because this dog isn't inside out. It's not very happy with life. It, it can't really walk anymore. It kind of just like painfully, moaningly crawls across the ground. And uh, he freaks out, because, you know... His best friend in the whole wide world just got mutated into a freak monster. Uh, but it cuts to his fifth birthday where birthday where he's like 20-something. And he gets his own apartment. And Bartok is like, hey, why don't you work on your dad's work? And Martin's like, you know, I don't like the pods because, you know, my friend got mutated in one. Bartok's like, how about you watch these tapes of your dad explaining how awesome it would be if you could finish this telepod for me? So he does. And it worked. Uh, he teleports a phone, first try, no problems, and then he's looking for something organic. So this is where we get the love interest, Beth. She's testing a fly fishing lure, and Martin's like, can I kill your cactus real quick? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? So they go back to the telepods, and he teleports it, and it's a twisted mass of fucked upness, and it's like, no shit. Luckily, it didn't fuse part of the pot of the plant to the plant like seth's back did with the side of the telepod but anyway back to this movie she finds something endearing about him destroying her cactus she got on a vacation i'd be pissed i mean i guess she did just see teleportation so that might have softened the blow but he's like hey why don't you come down on your dinner time and help me work on this because i need a friend but then it cuts to a checkup apparently he's sleeping more which makes him think that his metabolism and body is slowing down so he might be his aging might slow down they don't listen to him and uh, just kind of break a needle off in his arm then he leaves then we get like this slow dance intercut with them working on the fucking telepods together which is i guess is better chemistry than nothing at all like in the first movie but at the end of it she invites him to a company get together of some description and while he's there he overhears this guy talking about an, a mutant experiment that has been around for two years. So uh, he figures out that it's the dog real quick. And uh, he freaks out, as you do. He revokes her clearance um, and basically tells her to fuck off. But she didn't know anything about the dog. You can tell when she sees it for the first time that she had nothing to do with it. She didn't even know it was there. So he sneaks in later and uh, the dog remembers him. It's pretty sad, actually, because it's like all wagging his tail and shit. And it's finally not moaning in pain. And then he puts it down with like chloroform. I mean, I don't know what the chemical was, but you think chloroform, that's how he got got. It's a, yeah, it's not great. Uh... Cut to Martin scanning and encoding his body into the machine, and uh, they ask him about the dog last night. He lies to them, and they know he lies, and they don't do anything. They're just like, he's growing up. But then he leaves a rose and a key card on Beth's desk. She comes in, he apologizes, right? And then he's like, look at this kitten! I'm gonna put this kitten in the telepod! And then he's like, hit the start button for me, would ya? And she's like, mmm... I don't want to be responsible for a twisted mass of cat, thanks. And he's like, come on now, it'll be fun. And then they teleport a kitty cat and it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he like explains in a less fun way than Seth did about how to teach the computer, how to transport living things. And then they bang and you, you got to remember that he's five um, and they show them banging quite a few times in this movie. Um, they don't even bat an eye that he's five, by the way. Not one eye was bat. 
So it's in the morning, and his needle hole is uh, infected looking, and it's producing webs. That's not good. Now he's trying to figure out how to fix his aging problem, because he knows his chromosomes are fucked. Just splice yourself with somebody, it'll be fine. That's the answer, just like in the first movie. Uh, and then he looks at his armhole, and he, it produces more nasty webs, and cut to him yelling at the assistant doctor dude, because the dude's like, it's just an infection, it's fine. And he's like, it's not just a fucking infection, dude. And uh, he gets a shot. His face is a bit discolored as well. Bartok and Janeway were listening to that whole thing. All of his dormant chromosomes are starting to express now. And uh, Beth is transferred uh, to the day shift in a building across town and uh, is given a tape. And you know what's on the tape. Uh, so now we have Beth trying to call in to talk to Martin. And we have Martin trying to call out, but the calls are being jammed. So then Martin's like, I might as well hack the phone lines and gets a call out to her. And she's like, they videotaped us having bed. And we cut to him ripping his fucking apartment apart and he finds the camera. And then he goes into, he finds where the surveillance like room is with like a million billion tapes. And uh, he's like, he's clicking through like different time stamps. And it's like dickhead saying he was working on a cure. And then like from the beginning of the movie and then it cuts to Seth with like gross looking Seth talking about how he was spliced with a fly. So now he knows he's spliced with a fly. Uh, Bartok comes in and he's like, well, now, you know, we were just using you. We used you to make the telepods work. And when you transform into whatever the fuck you're about to transform into, we're going to parade you out in front of everybody and make billions. So... He freaks out and runs away. He's about to get out of the building and head security guy's like, you got to go through me. And then he makes some joke about watching them bang on the tape. And that gives Martin his super strength and throws him through the window and then runs off to Beth's house. She has a boathouse and his face is all puffy and gross looking. Uh, they leave, but, but the goons come in to try to ransack the place, but they're gone. And they're at Dickhead's house. He looks old and puffy now. Like, he's getting worse and worse. The guy's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to help you. So then Martin's like, I'm just going to break in. Uh, and he's like, you should probably splice yourself. If that's the way to fix yourself, fucking do it. Might as well. Here, take my car. They'll be searching for yours. That is literally the only good thing he did. And the whole fuck. That's the only reason you were there. A thing they didn't need to do. And this is why. Because they go to a motel. He's got webs all over his face now. He's like pulling them out and shit. And they're on the news. And then when she comes back to the car to get him into the room, he runs off into a field. She tackles him. Or she fucking gets him. And she's like, don't run away from me. And they're in the room. Sometime later, his fucking... He can't walk. He tries to do his best to do a... I'm strong. I'm getting stronger now. But he's no Jeff Goldblum. He doesn't He doesn't even come close. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie happens right now. And he plucks out his own eyeball. And he's like, I can see you so much better now. Well, she's rightfully fucked up. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to call Bartok. I can't handle this. Fair enough, lady. Fair fucking enough. Uh, by the time they get into the lab, he's fully pupated, and this is why he needed to not be a pupa as a kid. Him pupating and making that transformation was a good idea to keep your movie cheaper than the original when it comes to that, because you don't actually have to show the transformation. Uh, and flies do that. The problem is flies don't do it twice. So he should have just been a kid and it subverted our expectations, just popped out as a kid, and she died from complications. And that's my biggest gripe at the beginning of the movie. Because that kind of shit bothers me because I'm a fucking weirdo. Alright, so Janeway thinks that it's going to take him about a week to break out of his uh, pupa. And Bartok talks to him and he says some like 
shit like bad guy stuff and martin hears it uh beth gets detoxed and then like taken to the pod room oh i forgot to say this before martin left the building he put a password on the telepods where you need to know the magic word and only martin knows the magic word so bartok brings beth to the pod room to maybe know the magic word janeway is alone doing tests on martin uh but the metamorphosis completes and he pops out of that pupa and throws her across the room and she screams and oh it's off screen uh the other doctor from earlier he comes in and he sees the tore up lab and she's strung up on the ceiling and he basically like freaks out as he leaves security comes now everything's on high alert bartok only wants containment he wants to keep martin alive so they're on the hunt and they use a dog and this rottweiler runs straight up to this giant fly monster and this giant fly monster is like who's a pretty doggy and just pats him on the head and i'm gonna tell you what the fly looks like a little bit so we got he's at least six feet tall probably taller than that um he's got he's all black like a house fly doesn't have any wings which i appreciate they never put wings on him in any of these movies because they wouldn't be able to fly anyway uh red eyes makes him look cool he's got four arms and he's got little fly hands with two legs uh his lower jaw like breaks apart in the in the center and he's got like needle sharp teeth and he's way better at spraying vomit than his dad was and uh when they come up to check out and see what the dog's doing it's laying on the ground all happy because it got petted by a giant monster he's using the air ducts to get around because he used to use the air ducts when he was a kid he remembers everything uh that doctor is still freaking out all alone and martin's like "Ah, i need you and he knocks him out and he drags him towards the pod room so the fly monster has the backwards broken legs like his dad does so they have to I'm guessing here. The legs are on a rig, and whenever they show the legs walking, I it's really cool to me. Because they can't show it all at once because it's not they don't have a full prop. So it's like you'll get a shot of the face when it needs to look around, and then sometimes you'll get a shot of its legs walking. I think it's cool. Later, it jumps from a ledge to a thing, and his, his legs are the wrong way because it's a person in a suit. Whatever. Don't worry about it. Don't watch that. Um, anyway, so he takes that doctor, and he's trying to use the key card on the door. But one of the other guards sees him, opens the door and sees him, but then he throws that doctor at the door and that gives him just enough time to go hide. And this poor, poor security guard, he just radios in that everything's okay and Martin jumps down and fucking straight throws up on his face. And the practical effects of his skin melting off of his face while he's screaming and you get to see his skull come through is just amazing everybody in the pod room hears him screaming he's still fucking breathing when his face is all the way gone and they come and get him it's great just watch the last few minutes of this movie you guys that's all you need to watch fuck the setup just wait until he's a fly monster (laughs) okay so martin pulls some wires out which make the lights turn on and off and bartok says clever boy and i don't know why but he goes back into the ducks and they're trying to figure out I guess it gave him time to go into ducks where they couldn't see it and they had to search for him. Um, he ends up in the observation room, which is the actual thing to say clever to, because it let him be able to break in. And he's been observed his whole life, so that should have been the first thing that Bartok thought of. Since his whole thing, Martin's whole thing, this whole movie is he doesn't want to be observed anymore. Whatever. He gets shot a couple of times. He throws a guard underneath a, an elevator, and it's the juiciest, squishiest head pop I've seen in quite some time. So, after that guy gets popped, uh, after some cat and mouse, the main security guy, he gets folded backwards, so at least he gets a good death for being a fucking asshole the whole time. Because I haven't been telling you how much of an asshole he is, but he's been an asshole. I've said a little things that he's, a little bit of the things that he's done, but every time he's on screen, he's a fucking dick for no reason. So, now we have a standoff, because it's just 
Bartok and the fly. But the fly threw the security guard in the middle of the room and he had like a desert eagle on him. So Bartok gets the desert eagle and there's a standoff. Bartok shoots the shit out of Martin till he falls down actually. And he's like wheezing half dead and you're like, is this the pinnacle of life? Just a couple of shots from a handgun kills this fly monster? Useless. Psych grabs him by the arm, shoots all the rest of the bullets out of the hand. And by the way, when this is all happening, people are trying to cut through the door to get in to stop whatever's happening in here. And Martin's just like, I need to borrow you for a second, Bartok. And he uses his hand to type in the magic word, which was dad. And then he starts the program for the splicing and he gets in the pod and is like, Bartok, you're coming in the pod with me, let's go. He signs with Bartok's fingers to hit the enter button to start the program to Beth, who got tased earlier. Uh, She presses the button and they come in right after they get teleported and a nasty mutated fucked up looking thing crawls out of the other telepod and then martin busts out of its ass basically a fully formed human that has no problems hopefully his aging speed has less too and guess what happens to bartok he gets to get put in the observation place where the dog was and as he's he's got like man weird fly things on his face he he's got a terrible mashup of face he's got a little eyeball rolling around and he's like trying to lick up this food while he sees a fly on the edge of the bowl and then the movie ends i think it's a fun one is it good should you like tell your friends about it only if they like bad movies but i like bad movie creature features they're my favorite would i have liked there to be a higher budget sequel to cronenberg's the fly by cronenberg or somebody that was comparable yes i would have rathered that but i will take this because it was just good enough to not be annoying an annoying shitty sequel it's the practicals they spend enough money on the practicals to keep me through the whole thing sad about the dog though anyway speaking of sad shit we're gonna do the mist next um so more sad shit next time have a great however long it takes for the next one to come out bye